0: Hello, hello, Welcome along to Benchcast, the podcast for benchwalkers. I'm your host, Neville Ludden. Today I'll be talking to former Welsh and Lions fullback, Lee Byrne. We'll be looking back in his career. He'll be talking about life after rugby and looking at the current Welsh team. Give it a listen. Enjoy. Lee Byrne, how are you? Thanks for coming on the pod.
1: Uh, no problem, Neville. Thanks for having me on. Uh, all good. Uh, just recovered from my, uh, my COVID bug. But uh, yeah, on the men.
0: Thanks. Yeah, that's 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 good. It's good to hear you. You got over it anyway. Um, I suppose Lee, what are you know it is? No, because you're you're retired a good while, are yeah.
1: Yeah, so 2015. Um, I, was, I retired the Dragons. Um, not many people know that. Uh, I didn't play many games with Dragons. Unfortunately, I left Clermont and uh, yeah, went to Captain the Dragons in my last year and uh, only played ten games. But retired uh, with a shoulder injury, so didn't really have the uh, the send off I would have liked, but um. Yeah. So no, no now I'm uh, I got run a construction company, um, project management. I um, uh, also got a few other businesses with uh, Mike, Shane, Hockey, and um, yeah, coffee and, uh, and the gin.
0: All right. And um, you uh, are which is we can't. I was about to say, no, you, um, yeah, you're, you, you also. I was actually googling about you during the week. You had a book as well. It came out a few years ago, was it? Like that was. I said that was very. No, I confess, I haven't read it yet. It's on the. <laughs> I'll add it to the you, Christmas. I'll add it to the Christmas list. Uh, but
1: um, you can buy you can buy it in, in, uh, in Tesco's in the bargain bucket for a pound if you
0: want it. Right, right. Uh, but like <laughs> no, but you talk about one thing I didn't know about you is that. You, you got into ga- gambling at one point did you is that right
1: yeah um i think you know like probably many sportsmen i'll uh, hold my hand, hands up on that one um yeah it was you know during a time when you have a lot of downtime and uh probably a lot of money uh you know to to uh equity to uh to get rid of and uh, yeah you know obviously you got into to gambling not massively but you know was, i i did write in my book and uh yeah, so I've played part of my of my life, you know, during my career, and yeah, I'm not don't do any more. That's uh, that's for sure. Anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, no, you're. You, you, I actually read Rodno O'Gara's book, and I think he was into the gambling too. So you're not the only one. It is, it is quite common, <laughs> but which yeah, uh, right. yeah. Room with, I shared
1: a room with Roger the Lions tour. uh Yeah, we had some good, some <laughs> some good uh, good tips that day. Don't worry. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> but um, I suppose then we'll talk then Lee about um. Also, I want the other point I want to cover is dyslexic. You uh, because I had Chris Robshaw on the podcast a few months ago as well, and he also suffered with this being dyslexic. But what I can't understand one one of the points I made to him to Chris Robshaw was he he went to play a bit of rugby in the US because he couldn't go to Japan or other place because of his being being dyslexic. But you on the other hand went to France like that must have been very tough for you.
1: Yeah, I I didn't know that actually about Chris, and um, it was only till last year. Um, when I'm I'm a ambassador for the British Dyslexia Association, and Chris Swabshaw done something for them, and I didn't know he was dyslexic as well. But um, yeah, but like you said about the language, I didn't know that about Chris either. But um, yeah, that was probably one of the the things that triggered my you know me coming out and saying you know about my struggles with it. Um, I went over to France to play with Clermont. Did three well, maybe four amazing years over there. Um, and learning the language in your contract was—you um, had to sign up to have, you know, two two hours, three hours a week in of, of French lessons. So, obviously, I was in a in a class with, with you know, the New Zealanders and the uh, and, uh, Australian guys and all the foreigners. And uh, during that time, it was sort of brought back my childhood memories of uh, being in a classroom and yeah. uh, sort of getting to the being to the back of the class and not being able to, to learn the words and sort of yeah and all the memories came back and obviously i went home one day and said to, to my wife andrea look you know that's it's just, it's just like all my my worst nightmares are coming back again from school uh, yeah. i left school because i left school at 15 um you know because of because of my dyslexia you know i was it probably wasn't about then that you know the help i needed and i thought you know i'm not gonna make anything of my life in school so i might go concentrate in rugby so yeah I went, i'd done that and i went home and, and told andrea and uh, she said look you know you've got you've gotta confront the the tutor tell him, and and you know you gotta you gotta tell people about it. Yeah. And uh, it was uh, an occasion when uh, one of the French players—I um, won't name who it was, but quite a famous one—was um, bad mouthing me, saying why am I learning the language? And um, he was—he went to the coach and said it why I wasn't speaking French. So again, I had to you know tell caught to them why. Um, yeah. So that was all you know sort of brushed over, but uh, yeah, it was it was difficult times. I mean, <laughs> during my Welsh career, I could just I just about knew the calls then. I, I just about know my pin number, mate. Right? So, yeah. <laughs> you can imagine,
0: but it's on, uh, uh, but it, but it's a lot better now. It is because the likes of yourself coming out, like you, like I'd say, twenty or thirty years ago, it must have been very tough for a, a young child in school. But because the likes of yourself and Chris now and others coming out it must be better for people.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to get involved in. You know the number of charities that I sit on the board of one in, in Cardiff is a small school and uh and the and the BDA British Taxes Association because you know I get so many uh, parents of um, you know, sons and daughters who struggle and and want to play sport and they've said you know they look up to you and it, it means a lot you know And I think I have got a bit of a duty you know unfortunately I've got a bit of a profile in Wales and maybe in the rugby community so you know what why not use it to help others in in that way so uh, yeah no I'm. I'm I'm glad i done it, and uh, yeah, I, everything makes sense of uh, why I couldn't remember the moves, and just having the anxiety of not being able to remember anything, so
0: yeah. yeah. All right, well no, fair play. Um, I suppose, Lee, then, before we get into your career, I want to start with November, because uh, for Wales, you'd a, you'd a narrow enough win over Fiji, uh, a controversial one against Australia, last loss to South Africa, and a... Heavy loss to your backs. Like what's, what? What you make of Wales at the moment, and what will they take away from the from the month? You think?
1: Yeah, it was a it was a tough start. Obviously, New Zealand, um, you know, coming first game up. Uh, it's never an easy one for Wales, especially you know the players they, they had back from the Lions tour. There was a couple of in in their, uh, the English Premiership that weren't, weren't available, and uh, yeah, it was a it was a tough start. Um, you know, quite you know, I think it was the best game New Zealand played as well. I didn't I didn't think they played much rugby after that that oh. game to be honest with you. I think, you know, I've seen the game with island and France. Um, you know, I think that was their best game on two They probably and they probably played it first against us, but uh, you know, yeah. not giving it excuses away. But um yeah, we were we were slow, slow out the blocks and um South Africa we competed, uh, I think, you know, we you know, I, I didn't expect it to be that close I thought after that New Zealand game. So we showed great character there. So you know I'm not I'm not really not negative autumn for me, really. i know no island, you know, yourself. <laughs> you had a yeah. great camping but we uh, yeah. Wales always sort of, I don't know, we, we don't have great autumns. Um, Australia, you know, we, we beat some with team in Australia and Fiji. We always take them lightly, uh, whether it's Fiji, Samoa Tonga. Tonga. Um, we always, you know, even when I was playing, I don't know what it is. Um, and, you know, Fiji are improving uh, with my old coach, Burn Cotter. So, yeah, you know, you know, We've been in Australia in the last game, so that was a positive. But I think going into Six Nations is going to be. There's been a lot of talk about uh, how exciting it's going to be, and I agree. You know, with everybody playing so well, Ireland, France, uh, England, Scotland, and, and and you know, Wales picking a few wins, so it's going to be one. You know, really exciting one, and uh, I can't wait for it.
0: Yeah, even just as we just as we came on air, there I just see uh, Dupont, the French scrum half, has been named World Player of the Year. So what you what you yeah. make him? He's a serious player, isn't he?
1: Serious player, yeah, you know, he's going to be the best player in the world at the moment. Um, you know, I watch a lot of top top 14 rugby. Uh, you know, I haven't I've, I've played there and uh, still got friends there. So I watch a lot of that. And uh, he's absolutely ripping it up. And even with the French team as well, you know, I think Sean Edwards, uh, it was a massive mistake for Wales, not not keeping him on. Yeah, he's turned, it, he's turned them around into a serious team now. I mean, you know, we knew they were up and down before, but I think they're... Uh, they're going to be uh, favourites
0: to win that World Cup on home soil uh, in 2023. Yeah. And uh, to, to, to follow on from my earlier question, Lee, is that um, I suppose we did have a good Ireland, we did have a good November international. But like one of the things that always gets thrown at the Irish team is that, oh, it was a friendly. Now I know there's no such thing as a friendly in rugby or test matches. But like you guys over in Wales, in Wales it seems. You don't really care about November. Well, you, you do and you don't, but it seems you pull it together when it comes to the Six Nations and World Cup. Like, Can you tell you, me how you, how guys do you manage did, that? You
1: guys peak too soon. You always peak in the autumn against oh, yeah. New yeah. Cup, you've, <laughs> you've gone in the quarter. I am only joking. No. I'll get slated now. No, no, I've got a lot of respect for the Irish team. But yeah, look, I mean, yeah, I think Wales have always printed up in Six Nations. I don't know what it is. Um, you know, whether it was Gatlin era, Gatlin left, Pivac come in. And he he had a terrible first year, and then they thought, here we go, Gatlin's gone, it's it's going to be the end of it. And then Wales won the championship after that. Um, You know, everything takes time, doesn't it? And, um, you know, Ireland are building nicely under under the new leadership now of of Farrell and et cetera. You know, it needs to be there as well. So, yeah, I just don't know what it is. I I think, obviously, playing in Cardiff helps a lot for us. Um, You know, in the Six Nations especially, there's no bigger game. No bigger occasion really for for Wales as a country. When comes Six Nations time, I yeah. think every every opposition player loves playing in Cardiff. Um, so it really does give us a lift. But um, yeah, you know it'd be interesting Six Nations. I think, like I said, building towards twenty twenty three, a lot. This Six Nations is going to be massive for everybody.
0: Yeah, and I, <laughs> I suppose then on the flip side of that, then Lee is that uh, you you played for th- three of the Wel- Welsh regions, but um. Like you seem to pull it together at international level, and like you've been, you've got the semi finals, which were are yet to get to. You've won how many Grand Slams in the last 10 years, but like region wise, it hasn't really worked, has it? No,
1: exactly. You
0: know, a lot
1: of players say that. I think it's the uh, we've been spoiled the last 10 years. Like I said, the environment that Wales have um, when Gatlin came in um, and the world class facilities and coaches, and yeah. And, and sports science and, and everything that he brought the last 10 years and legacies left. Um, it's just like a different uh, mentality going from regional rugby to, to the international camp in Wales, unfortunately. Um, you know, 2006, six seven. I was in the Ospreys so and we had the, the Kiwis there and Cardiff had you know, Xavier Resch, Portito. Uh, every international team, uh, sorry, every regional team had some quality uh, foreign players. And I think that helped massively. um for the players, you know, because they weren't foreigners coming in that were just okay players, keeping the Welsh players out, um, you know, and uh, that offered nothing. These players were serious players that that came over, um, and and Wales had a lot of success around that time, if you think about it. Um, you know, the, these players started headed back in 2010, 11. So you know, the legacy left kept on a bit, but then the crowd started to drop uh, after that. You know, we got five, six thousand on a, a derby game that the Ospreys when you know. Ten years ago, it was twenty, you know, eighteen, nineteen thousand sellout. Yeah, but so they have disappeared. It doesn't help, playing in front of the empty stadiums. But yeah, I mean, I, I, you've got to be the end of the uh, Irish setups, you know, the um, Leinsters and the Ulsters, and even Connacht. You know, a couple of years ago with Patlam.
0: Yeah, what do you what do you think? Wales should stick with it, to regions, or what do you think they should do? You know,
1: same question every year <laughs> from everybody. And I go to the yeah. Q and A's and do dinners and. Yeah, there's always that question: Do we go back to two regions? Do we go back to, you know, original clubs? It's uh, it's a tough one, really. Uh, I mean, I think there's enough talent out there to keep the four regions. Um, but yeah, like I said, it is a tough one. I think yeah, it's, it's, it'll take it's, it'll take somebody uh, special to come in and, and work some out. Maybe join. I don't I don't know. Is do we all set up one league with the English teams and and have, you know play a co- combined sort of England, Scotland, yeah. Ireland, Wales—you know—I I don't
0: know. Actually, so, speaking speaking of your own club, you're Bridgend originally, aren't you? Like, uh, did you see that try there two weeks ago that was scored for Bridgend—the kick through Yeah, yeah, that's my local club. I, I never played for
1: them actually, but um, yeah, that was a uh, that was quite a, a unique. Uh, yeah. Try wasn't it, off the yeah. head, fair lovely, bounced up lovely, and uh, <laughs> you don't see many. Well, I don't think I've ever seen one of them before.
0: No, I haven't. You be proud of that one. Uh, and then I suppose <laughs> the the the, the line store then we better talk about. Um, and bit of a bore, wasn't it, this summer? <sighs> being honest. Yeah, it was probably the. Uh, I mean, worst one I've seen probably. Um, yeah. I can
1: remember even watching it as a kid. I can't, I think, yeah, there was a lot of talk whether he should have gone on and. You know, or off without the crowds. But I think as a player, it, it had to go on because, it, you know, it's that one chance you get, you know, of, of representing the Lions. They probably it could have been players that were in form and, or, or not, in, you know, or, or not injured, you know, or injured now. They, they have that one chance. And I thought it probably would have been unfair uh, for players they needed to play it. But as as a supporter, it was, uh, yeah, it, was, it, it wasn't great to watch. I think probably Gatland uh, didn't probably do himself any favours no. on that as a no. coach uh, probably what the, the style of the style of play and uh, that got scrutinized and you know South Africa had it had a go and yeah i, I thought we were,
0: you know it was there for a take in, really yeah well, we played the game plan. i was very disappointed, Lee, that you know like you have four countries coming together and what you want to see of a Lions tour is different styles of rugby and it just yeah. came back it just came back to Gary Owen's up in the air up and unders you know that's like would you agree with that yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly, mate. And I uh, said, so I think we got, like I said we got, we got caught out a bit because we thought we could play against so after that way, and they, they actually played rugby to try to play rugby, didn't they? You know, which I thought caught us off guard. And uh, and then we seen when Finn Russell came on in the last game.
0: Yeah,
1: it, it just yeah, that, that's what we were missing was just uh, sort of uh, yeah, some you know someone who's going to do something different and, and, and probably out of the out of the playbook really and just you know try and try something different.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, and then I suppose, speaking of your own career then, Lee, uh, you got 46 caps for Wales, I think, and you got you obviously played the Lions Tour and you, you played in a very good Ospreys team and you played with Clement. Like, I suppose you look back on your career with Pride. Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: You know, I think, um, yeah, 40, probably as a kid, I never would have dreamed of having 46 caps and went for the Lions. So, yeah, I wouldn't take that, anything away from that. Um, obviously, would I have liked to go 50 caps? You know, yes. Uh, but I made the decision to go to France um, and it was uh, one of the best decisions of my my career, really. You know, I think the, the friends and, and the rugby and the experience I had from playing in Clermont and that started and Michelin every every week, every other week in front of 25,000, you know, Cita. It was, it was unbelievable. It was only another atmosphere like it, which is probably principality for me. But um yeah, you know, it was a learning experience. So I, I got up with the Goldfish Bowler, but it went against me in my international career. Uh, obviously, Lions Tour was uh, probably upset, probably the most upsetting for me, um, playing you know, the best rugby in my career. Yeah. Uh, 2008, 2009 was my year, really, that I you know, I, I peaked and um, I was playing so well through them, uh, them warm-up games. Started our first test and, and got injured in the warm-up, unfortunately, and lasted 40 minutes, but fair play to, to Rob Carney. He came on then and, and he never looked back. He took his chance and, uh, yeah, he was he was exceptional then in the next two games and, uh, yeah, we were, obviously didn't win that test, uh, the series, but, uh, again, it was an uh, experience to get a Lions cap. Um, yeah, I never would have dreamed of it when I was growing up.
0: Yeah, I think you're spot on there. You, you worked the height of your powers in that Lions tour in 09 and it wasn't all because yep. you were going so well and it was an awful shame he got injured, but, as you said, Rob Kearney yeah. did, did take it with full hands, oh. you know?
1: That's where it's about in sport, is one opportunity and someone else coming in and taking the chance. And he'd done that with two hands. And uh, it was only looking back at, during lockdown, the first lockdown, where they showed all the games on yeah. the Sky, you know, the, 2009 and, the, and went prior to that and then prior to that. And first time I've yeah, ever watched that back. And, uh, you yeah, it was a great sense of pride, really, to think that I was out there. And uh, and then I went over there in 2015 to New Zealand as a non-player player um, and and just seeing the supporters, you don't get to see that side of it when you play and you're stuck in in your bubble in your hotel. Yeah. Just to be in a non-player, I I thought to myself, wow, I've actually uh, represented the Lions. You know, and, and it, it really kicked in really after I retired.
0: Yeah, and like that. Yeah, even that that two thousand the second test I remember, in nine was one of the best games I ever saw. But like the other question I ask you, actually, just came into my head is um you know those living with the Lions and behind the scenes videos like what's do you just be told that they're going to be shooting and just act natural, or how does it work?
1: Yeah, they've got they've got a sort of uh, a cameraman following you twenty four seven, and uh, uh, yeah, you get the, you know obviously the characters who were sort of like to be uh, Donald Callaghan was yeah, obviously yeah. You know, he was one in my tour, you know, he was he wasn't camera shy, and yeah, uh, you, know, you know he's a funny lad, and um,
0: Andy Powell, yeah. I suppose Andy Powell, yeah, yeah. yeah Andy
1: Powell, yeah, I'm sorry for he hid away from all that probably, but. Uh, yeah, you know, you got some there twenty four seven, and but obviously now you have got social media and camera phones, so probably half the stuff that's not on there will be on on social media, if it's uh, good or bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, very true. And we'll uh, the the Ospreys team, I think what what year was it? There the you won the Celtic League That must have been a because that was a very good Ospreys team. That was a great achievement.
1: Yeah, I, I actually won the uh, was it the Celtic League in two thousand and four with the Scar with the Tlennati Scarlets, All right. and then I won it with um, I won it twice then um, with the Ospreys, the yeah. Magnus League, um, and then the yeah, the top pro for you know, I can't remember, but uh, yeah, we won um, we beat uh, I think it was uh, who did we beat? Leinster in Leinster, which yeah. was a massive. That was you know an amazing. Uh, it was 2011, 1011, yeah, maybe.
0: Yeah, I think so. I was googling a day beforehand. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh. <Yeah. laughs> you yeah. um, And then we won. I remember our first one we won was out in the, uh, if you remember, the Border Reivers. So you going I some do. time back. But um, yeah, that was probably one of the disappointments in the Ospreys. Really, was we never actually quite won the European Cup. You know, we had that team and that, you know, the Galacticos they call us a Wales. That all the press <laughs> were calling us and. Um. Yeah. When we just never could do it in Europe. Our best chance was I forget what year it was in Biarritz
0: Were you Were you playing that day? I remember I was at that game in Thomond Park. I think it was two thousand and nine. Munster hammered the Ospreys well, and uh, and then Munster played Leinster in Crow Park, and then Leinster beat Munster. Were you playing at the quarterfinal that day? Were you? Yeah. Yeah. That that was yeah. a, that was a serious Ospreys team, like
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Again, like I said, it was. We were great in, you know, sort of the, the Magnus and the Pro 14s and that, but it, it came to the Heineken Cup and, and the Champions Cup. It was, I don't know what it was. it was. I think it was just a step up again. You know, the Leinsters and the, the Munsters, just, they just turned to different teams at, yeah. in, in them competitions. We went out to be a Ritz. And uh, I remember the dodgy in decision, wasn't it? When oh, yeah. uh, he, gave us, uh, he gave us a penalty and then um, I thought it was a and then reversed it um, in the last minute. Uh, I would be it I think that was our best chance to win it. Uh, Menster won it that year. Yeah. But uh yeah, that was probably disappointing for me was was not to win uh, Heineken Cup. And then I got to the final with Clermont against Toulon. But you know what Clermont's record is like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I've lost. Uh, yeah, I lost one final and uh, one quarters.
0: Right. Well, look, you have you haven't done too bad either. So, but um, <laughs> well, t- the other thing I want to ask you about Lee is because uh, on that Ashby's team. You would have played with jerry collins because i was googling and i saw a picture of you enjoying a beer with jerry collins somewhere talk to me about him like as what was he like as an individual because he was a, a monster of a player you know
1: ah oh, i first came across jerry um my welsh debut in uh, 2005 um i was on the bench with gareth thomas and uh, i came on new zealand uh last 10 minutes 41 yeah. points down uh, didn't really want to be coming on, did I? That that, that game, that point of the game. <laughs> and,
0: uh, yeah.
1: I remember um, first ball, uh, Stephen Jones done a, he was like a miss one, hit me up the middle and uh, I ran straight into, uh, into Jerry Collins. This is before I knew him. Absolutely creamed me from the side. I remember looking up, seeing like stars <laughs> and uh, I just remember him stepping over and saying, hey, bro, step next time. And I was just like, I just couldn't say nothing back to him because I was yeah. just out for the. Anyway, I wouldn't argue with him, but um, yeah, that was the first time I came across him, and then he joined the Ospreys, and uh, we became yeah, we've been really good mates uh, since then. At that point, and um, uh, yeah, and then went out to see him in Narbonne, uh, and unfortunately, obviously, there with the accident, and uh, I went out to for his funeral then in New Zealand. So that was um, for all the wrong reasons. I was just um, you know, it was tragic, and uh, yeah. to see that. The school kids outside doing the hacker, and it was, uh, it was something like you know, like I said, for the wrong reasons, we living with me forever. But, uh, yeah, he was an infectious character. Um, yeah, you know, he'd get on with everybody and so generous, just uh, liked uh, the part, he liked to socialize. But come the next day in training, he would be absolutely killing everyone in the fitness, mm-hmm. killing everyone in <laughs> the weight room. Oh, he was different level, I mean, he's he, ne- he a,
0: a natural athlete. N-
1: Natural athlete just go out. It's the mindset was go out and join himself, front up the next day, sweat it out. Come the game, absolutely nine or ten every game. And they were all the same, feel here. Tier, tier Justin Marshall, you know, he was a bit stiff and training during the week and never really trained well. Come to Saturday, he'd be an unbelievable player. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, no. just, different, know, just different mindsets of the guys. But uh, Jerry was uh, yeah, absolute legend and, uh, you know, proud to call him a close friend.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And uh, the other question I want to ask you, Lee, as well, because you had a famous left boot, I think. Did you work hard on that, or did it just come to you naturally?
1: <laughs> yeah, mate. I used, to, uh, I used to love the old uh, left foot spiral. Um, yeah. I think uh, that, that's coming back into fashion now. I should be playing now, shouldn't I? Yeah, um, the 50 fifty, twenty-two, and all that. But uh, O'Gara, as I say, you know, loved that spiral. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Um, did didn't mind a uh, uh, siege gun, uh, as they called me, and uh, the left boot.
0: Yeah, are you still involved with rugby, no coaching or anything? Are
1: No, I'm not. No, I. I think, yeah. During my time, I never really wanted to become a coach. I uh, never really, you know, aspired to become a, a coach. You, you, I think you can tell the players that are going to be good coaches or yeah. after. But uh, yeah, yeah, it wasn't for me really. So yeah, you know, I still enjoy going to watch the internationals. And uh, you know, like I said, I, I keep involved by you know now and again doing a bit of commentary yeah. here and there.
0: It's a shame because, like, I think Brian O'Driscoll is someone that won't go with the coach, and he's the exact same as you. He just said it's not farm," like, you know, but like, oh, yeah, he's
1: oh, a great deal. He carved um, a great media career for himself, so you know, like, he talks so, so well and he knows the game inside out, so he's just as uh, good on the TV would be as a coach, you know. I think he could probably turn his hand to coaching right now, couldn't he? You know, yeah, yeah, so an exceptional
0: player, yeah. I suppose, uh, who's the best player you played with and played against?
1: Best player played with and against. I'd go for against. But it's probably Dan Carter. Um, yeah, the obvious choice uh, yeah. against New Zealand. Played them a few times. Just uh, so much time on the ball. Um, always takes you know two two or three players you know it um, off out of the game. You know and uh, yeah, just he was quicker than what people would give him as well. Uh, yeah. Not giving, but what he looked. I mean, playing on the field. I, I remember we played out there. And, I think it was 2012, and he just glide like you know. I win that slow, but he just glided outside me, and he just made me like I watched that game a clip day and I thought, Jesus Christ, I look slow there, but he was yeah. he, could, he could move it, yeah. And uh, probably against uh, with um, probably have to be someone like Regan King. Um, Scarlett, I played with him, and Clermont, Um it played with so it's so difficult though because I played been fortunate enough to play with so many good players and. I think it's just someone who helped me develop my game. That's why why I choose Regan, because right. when I was at starlets, he was, you know, pinging them missed twos and, you know, them yeah. long balls out to me, hitting that line, which I loved. Um, and he probably gave, you know, got me in that Welsh squad. So, yeah. and then I went to Claremont and he'd be doing exactly the same. And he, he knew me inside out where I was going to be. Uh, without looking really, I think we had a really yeah. good connection. Him and Shane yeah, the, with the two partnerships I had on the field, really, you know, that I could, it was, yeah.
0: And what about, um, what about Elwin Jones, Lee? Because, like, well, he's he's amazing, he's still going, you know, like, was he, oh, yeah. On. yeah. I
1: made my debut with him in Argentina, and uh, he, <laughs> you know, what I mean, and he's still playing, he's, he's crazy, and uh, you know, Osprey's days, he tried, um, yeah, even when I was there, he was trying to beat you in every race, trying to be first to every rack, jogging to every water break. It was just like, it was crazy. It was, yeah. you know, was so much energy um, and around the place. And that was, you know, non stop, Monday to Saturday. He would be like that. It would be no off button. Yeah. Um, incredible engine work rate. And uh, yeah, he does, like I said, you know, he, he not that off, off the field you now, he wouldn't be the best, him, but on the field, you know, he would just be, yeah, he'd be into everything,
0: yeah. And your one other player I want to ask about is uh Gavin Henson. Is that because uh, would you, would you play it with him a bit? Because like one of the story, the urban myths, and you might confirm it for me, is was one of the grand slam games he was kicking the kick and he says, Tell the lads go celebrate. Is that true, or
1: <laughs> probably no Gav
0: yeah. He's uh, oh,
1: yeah, yeah, he's. Yeah, he's not short of uh, confidence. Don't worry about that. I think him and there, him and, uh, Philsy Mike Phillips, uh, so confident. But uh, yeah, look, Gav's probably one of the most talented players I ever played with, uh, trained, played with. You know, with so much time on the ball, could have. I personally, I don't think he fulfilled his true potential. Right. You know, we, we see in two thousand five six. Uh, you know, he was he was great. He was amazing. Uh, he 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 sort of kept that going. Uh, but you know, he was. He was on these gate these dating shows, The Bachelor, and I think that hampered him. Um, definitely, I think you know, he, you know, he never went to a World Cup. You know, someone that that good should have been playing in, you know, two three World Cups um, yeah. and being and being the star of the the tournament. You know, and I think he had all that talent, but I just don't think it. Yeah, it just didn't happen for him.
0: Yeah, one you know, one of our biggest regrets. I'm just trying to think now. I, sh- well, I should have looked it up. Were you playing that day in 2011, Ireland versus Wales in the World Cup in the quarterfinals in New Zealand? Uh, no, I didn't
1: play in that one. I was in that World Cup, but yeah, um, I think uh, Lee Halfpenny was playing that game.
0: All right, because that was that was one of our biggest regrets, Ireland, because we really thought we did. You know, when we were up against Wales, we thought it was a great chance to get to the semi-final. And just one final question i ask you then, Lee, before we do uh, 60 seconds, is um, what's your greatest achievement and your biggest regret? Grand Slam,
1: 2008, beating England in them first time in 22 years. Um,
0: yeah. And scoring
1: and scored, and scored a try. That was... Uh,
0: Hard to top that.
1: Yeah, it was in, I was in and out of the Welsh squad. And I think that day... You know, for the last couple of years, that day was the day I was really announced myself on an international scene. Really, yeah. biggest regret—it's uh, not so much of a regret, but obviously not getting more Castle of the Lions, getting injured. But yeah, I would look back at that I think, you know, only because I knew that year that that was—I was playing my best rugby. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No bother. Rightly, uh, finally then, sixty seconds. I do this for all my guests, where I'll just throw a few questions at you, and you have to think on the spot. So. Um, favorite food. Pizza. Favorite golf course. Long Lomond. How often do you do your dirty laundry? Never. Best life for boys on. <laughs> boys. Are favorite film. Shawshank Go to karaoke song. Um, we didn't start the fire. Hoodie or Windbreaker? Windbreaker. What is something you've never tried, but want to? Budge jump. Favourite holiday?
1: Uh, Seychelles.
0: Best book you ever read? Boon Identity by Lee And finally, leg day or Chester? chest Chest. Alright. Lee, thanks a million, thanks a minute for that. Uh, I, it was a pleasure talking to you. And uh, what you see right now, it is what you see right now, it is Lee. Your construction business? Well, because yeah, I got a construction company, and uh,
1: so like a project managers. So yeah. we still got about yeah, fifteen people with me, and uh, yeah, we do um, sort of hotels, commercial builds, um yeah, anything quite you know, sort of medium, small to medium size. And then we got um, I'm involved with a couple of businesses with uh, Shane with Mike Phillips and uh, James Huck so yeah all right, keep,
0: right. It keep it busy well look hopefully uh, now that I had you on you might throw one or two of them my way in uh, another time Happy Happy back. Back. Lee Happy thanks a right. Lee. all the best thanks Lee right, well, cheers, Bye. bye-bye, bye-bye. and thanks for listening and thanks again to former Welsh and Lions fullback Lee Byrne really nice guy and if I've been honest, I thought he was probably the best fullback I ever saw play the game. That's not overstating it. He was a fine, fine player, could do it all, attack, good under the high balls, and a wicked left boot. So I wish uh, I wish Lee all the best in his construction, construction company, and whatever whatever else comes next in life. But um, until next time, I'll be back again next week with someone else from the world of sport. Maybe you can get this on Spotify and wherever else you get your podcasts. And until next week, I'm Neville Donahue, thanks for listening, I'm out of here.